Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Now, a lot of people ask me, how do I write a book? How do I get on TV? How do I do a TV documentary? And that is hard. Um, But there is an easier way. And I want to share with you the easier way to get your message out there, whether it's getting great blogs SEO'd and having, you know, huge amounts of traffic or getting your podcast out there or your YouTube channel out there or getting your book written or getting that TV show or that documentary that you want. And I was given some advice by Quentin Wilson, who I interviewed on my podcast, um, who was obviously on Top Gear for many, many years. And he's got lots of great TV shows. Many of them are commissioned around the world. So those of you in Britain won't know how big he is around the world. And he gave me some great advice. And I'm going to share all those things with you now. It's always wise to start with the end in mind in any strategy that you're doing. I'll give you an example. Wouldn't a great video for a property be where you could see before and after? So, you know, you do a big refurb or a conversion. Imagine being able to see a really fast edited start to finish video. Maybe it was five to seven minutes, but you saw the whole journey from viewing this ugly, disgusting, trashed property all the way through to bringing it into life and making it look beautiful. Now, because people love, you know, sort of the um, take an old banger, do it up. You know, that pimp my ride, you know, where you bling something up, property ladder, take a property, do it up. People love seeing the sort of the start to finish and the journey. Now, for many years, we've done that. I mean, we've got 720 odd properties that we own, co-own or manage. But the problem is, what we've done is afterwards, we've thought, wouldn't it have been great if we could have gone back and done like a, you know, a really well edited start to finish journey. You know how you could record it and then speed it up in certain places where, you know, like when you see those plants growing and you see them growing really quickly because they've um, they've just had the camera sat there and then they uh, speeded it up a thousand times or whatever and you just saw it happen really quickly. Those kind of videos would be great. So how does it, how is this applicable to your book, to your autobiography, to your TV show, to your YouTube channel? What you want to do is, whatever you're writing or creating, start now journaling it. So you should write one good detailed blog a week and then in 52 weeks you've got 52 chapters for a book and then at the end of that year in the 52 weeks it's a million times easier to write a book because you collate all the content tie them together with stories and you bridge them in and you know a bit of data and research and um, your real life experiences and you know a bit of editing and you've got a book. I've written nine books and my last two books are doing very well by my own standards and by most of the population standards. If you speak to my publisher, it'll tell you. I just got um, the biggest translation rights deal that the second biggest publisher in the world has ever had for a nonfiction book in Korean. Uh, They paid me a big lump of money up front on signature. It's quite surprising. And um, but I wrote seven books and did them all the hard way 
before I started getting decent leverage with life leverage and money. So with money, I'd been researching for 10 years about money. One, because I've been reading loads of books, listening to all the podcasts, doing lots of courses. Two, because I'd gone on a journey of making more and more and more and more and more money and then having good years and bad years and learning. And three, because I was documenting and writing blogs and articles and doing live feeds in that journey. So I knew at some point I was going to write a book on money. I didn't know when and it didn't really matter. It's a bit like, you know, one day we should all write an autobiography, but we don't want to write it too soon. What you want to do is what Jamie Vardy did. The only time Jamie Vardy could write a book was when Leicester won the league because no one would have heard of him otherwise. And if Leicester hadn't won the league, he wouldn't have been able to write an autobiography. So he's an example of perfectly timing an autobiography because he had to live his life and get the experiences. So, you know, money really was a 10 year research project for me. And I'd, I'd say three or four years into that research project, I always thought, wouldn't it be great to write a book about money? But I thought, well, right now, I've just maybe made my first one or two million. I, I became a millionaire between the age of 30 and 31. But I thought, that's a bit early. I need to make, you know, tens or hundreds of millions, not just my first million, unless my book was going to be How to Make Your First Million. So I thought, well, I'll let it go longer and I'll read more books. And then when I knew I was going to write money, which was maybe 12 to 18 months before, then I did a deep dive on the research and read every book, well, rather listened on two times speed to every book and you know, did a real deep dive, interviewed all the millionaires and some of the billionaires that I knew and sort of accelerated the process. So when it came to writing the book, I already had 90% of the content there and ready. And then I got my researcher to go through all my old Facebook posts and all my old live feeds and all my old um, articles and anything I'd written about money, um, even sort of random things like law of vacuum prosperity and how spirituality and materialism are two and one and, you know, all the tests and experiments I'd done. He sent them all to me so that then I could piece them together for the chapters. And I just had to weave my stories in and get him to go and do the research and money sort of. I won't say it was an easy write, but it had nine tenths written itself. So this is what you want to do. Write blogs and articles and do live feeds a year in advance or less, but ideally a year of when you're going to write your book. Because when you write your book, you've already got it written or the TV show or the documentary that you may want to write. Now, not, uh, not everyone wants to do one, but I'm speaking to people more and more who'd love to do one, but they don't know what to do or where to go. So what you do is you do video diaries. You know, you see the kind of big brother stuff, uh, the video diaries. You do video diaries of your journey. If you want to create a great promotional video of the before and after of a property, you've got to video it from viewing to offer to purchase, to getting the keys for the first time, to going around when it's at its worst, to interviewing the refurb team, to um, going through the budgets and the spreadsheets and the checklist through, to doing all the work and room by room and bit by bit it gets better, then putting it on the market, then dressing it, then selling it, then showing a bank statement of the money in as the profit. And if you could edit that down into a three or four minute video, that is powerful. That's going to be a great advert for your property business. And also what you then do is you put that on YouTube and that becomes like a trailer for your potential film. Now, this is what Quentin Wilson of Top Gear told me because I've got quite a few TV show ideas and I'm going to take my time and be patient with them because I don't want them to come too early. I turned down Secret Millionaire. I turned down The Week the Landlords Moved In loads of times. I turned down How the Other Half Lived loads of times um, just because I think maybe they could do more damage than good and also the time isn't right for me with everything I've, I've got going on. And I, if I'm going to do it, I want to believe in it and back it and I want to go big. And 
Um, I recently met the, um, the guys who create the new ideas for the TV shows for ITV and we were discussing various ideas. And when we land on something that works for me, I'll, I'll probably do it. But for years, I've been building all this information and experience and knowledge and results. One idea for a TV show they kind of like is like someone who comes in and can take any damaged business or any stressed out solopreneur and turn them round and get them, you know, performing well in their business, making profits, making their staff happy. Now, I know I can do that because I've been doing that for 10 years in my business. I've been creating the story as we go. So if that does end up being something they want to commission, I'm, I'm probably going to be in the running for that because you, because you start with the end in mind. So what Quentin Wilson said to me is he says, you know, a lot of people are spending ages writing TV treatments and, you know, trying to pitch to all the TV channels and getting nowhere and almost trying to do their film early. The best thing you can do is do a brilliant three, four, five minute trailer and put it on YouTube. You know, a bit like great trailers for great films. Um, often trailers for movies are out there before the musical score has even been finished. I watched a brilliant documentary called Score about, you know, music scores for films. You should listen to that or watch it. It's a brilliant documentary. And um, some of the um, musicians, you know, like John Williams or when Trent Reznor did, by the way, Trent Reznor, I'm a great fan of his. I'd love to get him on the podcast. Um, he did um, The Social Network. He did, that, he did the score for that and he won an Oscar. These guys have got two or three weeks till the film's out and they haven't even finished their score for it yet. And it's like, whoa. So you want to get the trailer out for your film or your book, or your documentary, or autobiography before. So if you could create little cuts and edits and piece together the journey, which is almost like a, a great trailer for a movie, a kind of like a pitch for what you do, get that on YouTube, drive traffic to it, get it viewed. As the views go up, maybe even then do a bit of paid for advertising. So it might have 10 or 100,000 views or more. And then when that gets sent to publishing houses or production companies, there's social proof of all the views that they can really see the idea. And you didn't have to spend years trying to write the thing or create the thing first. Now, I wanted to tell you this because I, I understand that some of you listening and watching, I'm doing an audio podcast and a live feed video at the same time. I realize this may not be you. You might not want to write a book. You might not want to do a TV show. You might want to not want to do an autobiography. But if you want to be successful and you want excellence and you want to grow, one day you will. And you should. To leave the mark of yourself on this planet, you need to leave with an autobiography or a film or a book or something that shares and leaves in written or tangible form everything that you added to society and to the world. So if you think, well, I I'm never going to do that or I'll only do that when I'm good enough to do that and you wait 10 years and then you start, you'll be scratching your head not knowing where to start. Start with the end in mind. Build your movie now as you go so that when the, the time is right, you've got 90% of it done. And anything in life, creating a business plan or starting a new model or a new strategy or building your brand, you want to start getting conversations and work out there. Start testing. Test articles, test blogs, test Facebook posts, test live feed videos, you know, test doing ask me anythings uh, on video and uh, getting people's thoughts and comments on the questions they ask you. You'll start seeing some common questions of the challenges that your followers and fans and customers have. Then you'll start creating content around that and you just build content, build content, build content, get content out there. Then you've got this massive library in a vault that you can call back on when you're like, for example, I'm now probably doing two articles a week for major, you know, newspaper or radio publications. And most of the time, all we have to do is go back through the vault of stuff I've written. So um, I just get asked, oh, Rob, um, you know, the, uh, we're getting pitched for 
um, how to manage your money. I did a how to Man manage your money article for The Sun. And all we did was took a, an article that Mark had written and I'd written, pasted them together uh, and sent it to him. We already had it in the vault. So it's like, you know, when the student is ready, the master will appear. Don't get ready, be ready. All right, so thanks for tuning in. If you're listening to the audio version, I'm going to finish now. Make sure you're subscribed to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Facebook community where there's pushing 8,000 of us now, but we've got over a million subscriptions in 184 countries. I keep saying this to you. You need to be in the community so I can help you more. And um, we need to get a two-way dialogue going so you can ask me your specific questions. So join there. So thanks for tuning in to the audio version of the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. If you don't risk anything, you risk it. Back.